Welcome back, everyone, or hello if you're new. My name is Sydney Chan-Renee, and this is Perfect Timing Podcast. If you guys remember from last week, I had Dr. Renee and Ms. Damaris Bannister talking about their mentorship with Save a Girl, Save a World. If you guys want to hear more information on who that organization is, I suggest that you go back to part one. But basically, they just have mentorship opportunities for young girls and women at HBCUs and giving them opportunities to become entrepreneurs or giving them the tips to do so if they would like to pursue those careers as well. And I I'm talking really fast because I'm excited to get into today's episode again with Dr. Renee and Ms. Damaris back for part two. So hello, ladies. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I am so excited to get back into it. In the first half, we were talking about like the Saxel Summit. And if you guys joined, I hope you all enjoyed it. I think it would have been a beautiful experience and, you know, talking about everything that they did. And this time we're going to be talking about more about their mentorship and everything and, you know, uh, how we can get into that as well. So I want to start with what is some advice that in one of you guys can take this question. What is some advice that you think someone who is trying to find themselves and someone who is struggling, like maybe with their identity on like becoming like maybe a young woman or like even some boys, like what is something that you would tell them to help them get, bring them out of that situation? Let me talk to myself real quick. <laughs> um, I would just say, you know, it's literally a never-ending cycle. As long as you're still living on earth, um, you'll always be constantly pursuing yourself and who you are and next levels of yourself. Um, and I think you know, one thing that I've personally been struggling with is when you make a mistake, don't beat yourself down about that mistake. Don't, you know, talk negative, negatively to yourself. Um, use that mistake to add on to your testimony, add on to your story and make, make yourself who you are. You know, um, it's like a quilt. It's like a quilt. And you can honestly keep working on a quilt forever. Um, but just because you have one little bad part of it doesn't mean that you can't fix it or doesn't mean that you can't keep on going with the rest of it. And nobody just looks at that part of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, finding yourself is not, it's not like, okay, oh, oh, there you are. Like, and and that's it. It it doesn't work like that. It's, It's a constant thing. And going back to Sagsaw, that's why it is so important to have that mentorship piece because you do have people to fall back on and remind you of those things um, and remind you that, you know, this, the things that you do don't necessarily define you, like the mistakes that you might make um, and remind you that there's someone here who has been where you are and look at where they are. That's where you want to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah. The thing is that negative thoughts will take over. So that's why you can't let negative things in because they will take over and everything will plummet. And so you have to, you know, it just has to be a little blip in the road. You know, many people say they failed their way to success. Exactly. My whole thing is I don't try, I do. And if it's not going to kill me or cause harm to anyone, then I, I should do it. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't know what I'm doing, I should do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's the thing. People are afraid to do things and everyone's like, well, I'm trying. Don't try. Just do. And, you know, I think that a lot of young people, 
they, you know, they don't, they don't do anything. They just sit there and say, well, I'm trying to no do and then figure it out later. Martin Luther King Jr. said, you have to take the first step without seeing the whole staircase, right? Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the thing. You have to just do things and figure out what it is that you want. You know, who is it you want to be? What do you want to do? But if you don't do anything, then you'll have no idea. Exactly. But if you just do a bunch of different things, you can say, well, I hated that. And I loved that. And, you know, this was really cool. And you can figure out, you can make decisions about things. It's the same thing with dating. If you date a whole bunch of people, you'll really quickly figure out, I don't like this and I don't like that. And I, don't, you know, you'll figure it out quickly. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is what I like. And this is, and that's the same, everything with life. You have to keep doing things and keep, you know, over and over. And I, like I said, I hate to use the word try, but you have to keep doing and doing and doing and doing and you'll figure things out. And just to add to that, that's the whole, like, a lot of people said exactly what Dr. Renee said, that they would never make this move to New York. And like, you know, I really just got up and I did it. Like, I had not graduated school yet. I graduated this summer. I had one more summer course to do. Mm -hmm. And I moved to New York at the beginning of summer. So like, I just jumped out and I just did it. I didn't have a job. I, my boyfriend had a job, but I didn't have anything really. But when I got here, the next day I moved here, I got a job, lost that job, got an even better job, making more. So it's just like, you have to trust, you know, I don't know people's religious, you know, whatever, but you have to trust and believe in whatever something. higher power, something, something um, <laughs> that will see you through, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have friends yeah. of all faiths, but they believe some. You got to believe in something. You believe yeah. in nothing, you'll fall, you'll fall for everything. So you've mm-hmm. got to believe in something. And just like you heard her say, she lost her job. She did not let that. She didn't wallow in that because if she wallowed in that, she wouldn't be where she is now. Exactly. You have to let these things go and keep it moving. I was fired from a job, but I didn't let that sit there. I quickly got up and was like, okay, on to the next. Now, of course I knew I was wrongfully fired and it quickly did come out that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, didn't it, I just kept moving. <laughs> I've been kind of having that kind of mentality, like, you know, that happened, but I got to keep it pushing because Sydney a year ago would not have done that. I would have sat for hours just thinking like why it went wrong, how I can fix it, what is it that I can do to make things better. And sometimes it's not in my control and sometimes I just have to let those things go. And, you know, I am someone who is very easily overwhelmed and very easily stressed out. And, you know, I let things like harbor my mind. Like I have this to do, I have this to do, I have this to do. I have no time. I get six hours of sleep every night. So-and-so is like being mean to me. That is all in here. And it took me so long to realize, I was like, Sydney, if you, the more you do this, you are slowly going to kill yourself. So just take a minute, you know? And, you know, it took a lot of like time for me to realize that and, you know, a lot of self-growth and I'm still getting there. You know, there's still some days where I just kind of feel like, man, everything is wrong. And, you know, I just don't want to do this anymore, but it takes that self-motivation. I talk about this a lot, you know, just like, being able to get yourself out of that. And, you know, this mentorship thing is very important, but, you know, it's a two-way relationship. It's 50-50. If you are not willing to accept their advice or willing to accept how they can help you, there's no way you're going to get better. It's like, yeah, she told me how to do this, but like, I didn't really get started on this and I'm still this way. And I'm like, well, (laughs) 
we know the issue then. <laughs> and so, you know, I just had to learn that, all right, I don't want to feel like this anymore. If I want to make a change, I'm going to have to do it myself. And I haven't been happier. And, you know, just like recognizing that there's some people in my life that just weren't adding any value to it. If I felt that after I had a conversation with them, I didn't feel uplifted or if I didn't feel good about myself or anything else, I'm like, I don't have to talk to these people. There's like people at school who feel, who make me feel like I'm just like some person standing there like invisible in the middle of this big crowd. And I'm like, none of these people value that I'm here. And then as soon as I started putting myself in situations where I felt loved and like I was able to like laugh with people and be a and they included me in conversation. That's when I started enjoying going to school. That's when I started to realize like, I get to like go up to these people and just like talk to them because I know that they want me here instead of just like going somewhere and just kind of being silent and no one really calling on me. So, you know, I, again, I can go on and on about that, but you know, mm-hmm. I can agree with both of you on like how that has changed my life. What are some hardships do you think you guys have gone to either together or like outside of mentoring that kind of put you where you are today and that lessons that you had to learn from like what were some difficulties with that well I'll say I um I had a day job up until June 24th 2013 and my job was eliminated and I was thrown a curveball because I'm a Virgo and I'm a planner and <laughs> my paycheck was deposited in my account every two weeks. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, really, what? So mm-hmm. I immediately was about to go look for a job. And I had a good friend that was like, no, you need to do what you need to do to get what you're trying to get. And going to find another job is not going to get you there. This is giving you the time to get what you need. And I was like, really? And mm-hmm. so I quickly was like, okay. And I quickly somehow, not even quickly, but somehow I pivoted and was able to figure out how to sell myself because I am a publicist. So I know how to sell people like, and I figured it out and I quickly changed everything. And I have not had to go back to getting a day job. I've been an entrepreneur ever since. The biggest hardship was that I had to realize you're going to have to sell yourself. You're going to have to tell people, this is what I do. This is what I don't do. And, you know, and see that they, you know, try to get them to, you know, get you to write. I, Cause I started, I wrote for free for one mm-hmm. blog. And then by the end of that first year, I wrote for five and was getting paid. And so um, I used to write for madamnoir.com. And mm-hmm. um, so it was just, you know, it was about me having to figure out, okay, what do I need to say? And, So that was something I had to work on. And even when I went to networking events, I had to work on not talking about my clients so much and talk about myself because I needed to get out there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Damaris, is there any part of that that you can take out of any hardships that you had to get past? Um, She's like, no, I'm perfect. (laughs) So many, so many. I can't choose one. (laughs) No, Um, I think... Like, I feel like anyone's biggest hardship is themselves and like getting past whatever mental blocks. As I'm uh, growing in the adult world, discipline is like super, super important. Um, While I do have, I wouldn't even call it really a nine to five. While I do have my my job, um, you know, discipline is so important, like, in this setting that was my main hardship 
it made things difficult to complete tasks and those types of things, but also maintaining awareness of self-awareness of who you are, your mental health, like is so important um, because what I'm like, oh, I'm just lazy or it's like a discipline. It could be something totally different or like, you know, ADHD or, you know, these number of different things. So I think um, being aware of yourself, making sure that you know who you are um, and not, like I said before, not beating yourself up about different, a number of different things um, will help you, like would help me get past my hardship with discipline and not really being in tune with what I was doing, which made me less interested in, in um, certain things. Wow. I can definitely vouch for that. I was like up until maybe two years ago, I was so mean to myself. Like I didn't give myself any leeway. I didn't give myself any sort of credit. I'm like, okay, you did this, but there's still so much more that you could have done. And I did everything in my power to make sure that I didn't, that I didn't feel sustained and that I didn't feel, you know, that I did something that was worth being credited. And so it took me a while for me to value that. And so, and, you know, I just look at my work like this podcast and be like, you've been doing this for over a year and a half and look at you now. It can only go up from here. Thank you. (laughs) And so, yeah, I can definitely second that, you know, just trying to be more positive towards yourself and like seeing that and knowing that you can be better. So, yeah. But thank you guys so much for joining me this half. I hope my listeners are enjoying part two of this episode. I'm enjoying it as well. And thank you guys so much for joining me. And we'll be right back after this break. Hey, what's up, fellas? If you're looking for healthy, thought-provoking conversations on a variety of topics dealing with life issues, be a transparent, open dialogue for men who need a dose of honest, engaging, and heartfelt discussions. Tune in to Inside the Armor, airing Mondays at 8 a.m. Hosted by Joe, Russ, and yours truly, Boom. We would love to have you vibe with us as we talk about our trials and our triumphs, our messes and our successes. Join us for Inside the Armor, Mondays at 8 a.m. Iron Sharpening Iron, one podcast at a time. This is Sydney Cherlone, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that will be broadcast on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that will talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. Welcome back, everyone. Again, I'm here with Dr. Renee and Damaris, and we're just talking about things that they've overcome and like things that they learn from each other. And I think it's been a very inspiring conversation. And let's get right back on into it. So would you guys say that you would see yourselves where you are today with your success? I know for me, when I was in sixth grade and younger, I was extremely timid, 
I was the one that brought books to parties and just sat in the corner and read while everyone else was like out mingling. I would go to the grocery store with my book, my head just in pages at all times, not really communicating with anyone. And so it took my mom, it took the people around me to help me get out there. And, you know, if you told me that I had my own international podcast at 12, I would have laughed in your face. So maybe it was the same way for you guys. And like, maybe you were completely different from where we are now. And, you know, none of us are this, we're not the same as we were in the past. So was there anything that you could say to you being different than who you are today? I honestly, I, um, I was, I am a triple threat. I dance, I sang, and I acted. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I, um, this was, I was always going to be out front. Although I will tell you that I did go through a period where I did not want to be out front, which is why I was a publicist. I was pushing the people out front and I was back behind the scenes. And I actually, um, when Twitter started, I got on Twitter and my picture was never on there. And it was a conversation with one of my mentors and client slash client. Um, he became my client, Paul Carrick Brunson. He was like, um, why don't you have your picture? And I'm like, but why? And, um, and even, the, and, and it, it worked for me because even without my picture, I would go to events and people were like, oh my God, you're Dr. Renee? never had seen my picture during their lives, but I was like, yeah, that's me. So it was working. So he was like, no, you should get out there, put your picture. And somebody else, a marketing person looked at my website and was like, why is your picture not on your website? And so, um, so yeah, so I, like I said, I was a triple threat and I just knew I was going to be at this movie, mm-hmm. TV star, whatever, and actress and singer. And then I like went in hiding kind of for a little bit there, like college. And then, um, so then I came back out into the fold kind of 2013 when we launched Ask Dr. Well, actually, my blog started in 2008 mm-hmm. is when we started Ask Dr. Renee. But in 2013 is when I started getting um, interviews. And I was actually, I entered a contest to be co-host for a day for Katie Kirk's TV show, her talk show. And my video was on there. And so that's kind of when I was like, okay, I guess I have to come out of the shadows. I think I have the same like vibe (laughs) so I've always wanted to be a doctor um and I've always been a social butterfly like I was when I met her she was a social butterfly she yeah you wouldn't know she was in 10th grade (laughs) yeah I got in trouble I was the one in trouble for talking but (laughs) I've always had the science like I would be the one chasing people with like caterpillars and stuff like that like I've always been kind of super into science medical all of those things so um I think we've all had a, a time where we kind of got outside of ourselves and, oh, never mind. I think I want to do marketing or I think I want to do social media. Like, but we always come back to ourselves. So I came back to the medical thing and that's what I'm sticking with. Wow. But she saw that I, and she said it to me. She saw that I am a doctor, but I don't practice. I don't see patients. But I do exactly what I always wanted to do. But I really, I didn't know anyone that did it. So I didn't have any mentors because no one else did this. Um, And the one person that did do it, I did get to interview him. I had a radio show on XM Radio and I got to interview Dr. Um, Ian Smith, who was the Mm -hmm. only person I knew that didn't practice medicine, but did media. And so I was thankful I did get to interview him. And, um, but I, 
you know, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I just didn't know anyone that really did it. And my mom even was like, we don't know anyone that's on the news or on TV. Cause I said, I wanted to be the um, medical version of Melody Hobson. Mm-hmm. Well, I ended up meeting Melody Hobson and told her that. And she said, well, let's talk. And she has been so nice. Um, me and her assistant are still really t- so whatever I do, you know, any big things, I send it to her assistant and she always emails me back. It's like, well, I told Melody and this is what she said. And I just get so excited. And because Melody does part-time live in Chicago, I do run into her from time to time and she knows mm-hmm. who I am. And she's, you know, she remembers the things that she's like, oh, I see you've been doing your thing. And, you know, so, you know, she, um, so that that's the one thing that I know that if I, you know, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And Everyone, a lot of people think I'm crazy, but I knew that I wanted to be a medical doctor to speak about health because you have health reporters that are not medical at all and mm-hmm. no, you know, nothing wrong with that. But I knew for me, I wanted to be a doctor to be able to speak to my community and tell them, no, this isn't, you know, this is what we need to do. We need to be very careful. Like during COVID, mm-hmm. I was doing so many live streams because so many different places wanted me to talk because our community was dying quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people needed to understand why. And I, so I was like, you know, we need to, while we're sitting here and we're locked down, you need to look at what you're eating. You need to, you know, because obesity, hypertension and diabetes, these are the big three things that are killing people with COVID. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to be able to speak from a place of knowledge and not just because I read, you know, this article or something. And so I went to med school. Wow. (laughs) And as you should, (laughs) because, you know, I would be one of those people out there like, okay. COVID is a thing that's happening. If I get sick, what's going to happen? <laughs> so, right. you know, uh, I would be very concerned. And so I'm really blessed that there's people out like you out there that are going as far as I want to learn this to help other people understand how it can affect them or what is it, what does it mean for them? I think that is really beneficial for our community and like using your platform to do so the way that I do with my platform, you know, exposing people to these things. So they are not unaware. Cause like, that's a lot of thing that goes on. It's like, things that we don't know about. I was having a conversation with uh, Rhea Watson and her scholarship program and things like that. And people don't know that you can get scholarships as early at this age because there's no communication about it. No one talks about it. So when people learn things in these specific kind of fields and they're able to share information about it, that's how we all grow as as a community. And back to that, learning the mistakes from other people that it's all like a stacking and growing process. So I commend you for, you know, wanting to do that part in the community. So I want to know what you all's like biggest inspirations are for me. It's my mom always. Um, And, you know, I mentioned Oprah Winfrey and I'm also really, really like touched by Viola Davis and things like that. But I want to know who inspires you guys. And, you know, uh, could you all give me very, very like different parts from other people that inspire me that I see through you guys. So I want to know who they could be. I mean, my, my mom inspires me as well. My mother came from a generation of you become a teacher or a nurse. And my mom really should have been the doctor. She's far smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. And she became a respiratory therapist for those that don't know. Those are the therapists that are helping these people with COVID in the hospital. And um, so they deal with the lungs And, um, and as you mentioned, I wrote two books, the two books are about asthma and allergies because I have severe asthma and food allergies and environmental allergies. And my mom is a respiratory therapist. So it was very helpful that that was my mom, but she's my inspiration because I know that if 
she had her herself as a parent, she would have became a doctor. But unfortunately, she, you know, with her, the way that her circumstances were and my grandparents, whom I'm so grateful, my grandfather had a third grade education and could not read or write. And my grandmother graduated high school, but they have, you know, they had seven kids and, you know, my mom being one of them, my mother has two master's degrees and wow. she's a priest now. So she was a respiratory therapist, wow. now she's a priest. She's an Episcopal priest. So my mom is my inspiration because my mom and I graduated two days apart. She graduated with her master's in divinity and then I graduated med school. So Aww. she really does inspire me, you know, and I think she's an amazing wife. My father got sick last year he had several strokes and my mom just you know she was already amazing but she really went into overdrive and making sure he has everything he needs from every kind of therapist and all the therapies and all of that and so I I have her to model as a great wife and a great mother um I have a sister so it's me and my sister and um so I think my mom above anyone else which I dedicated my book to her my first book mommy I can't breathe I dedicated to her because I wouldn't be here without her yeah. And, you know, and yes, I love, you know, I love Oprah and I think Oprah is amazing. Um, Star Jones was somebody else that I looked at because those were people that were on TV. You know, Star is a lawyer and she was on TV. I'm a doctor. So mm-hmm. um, and I actually did get to spend some time with Star. So she's amazing as well. Um, that and I mean, I guess as far as triple threats, I actually um, there's a movie called True Beverly Hills. And there's one black girl that was in the movie, Tasha Scott who is a dear friend of mine now, but when I was younger, she was signed to Michael Jackson's label and she was on Star Search. And that was just so amazing to me. And she's a triple threat like me. She sings, she dances, she acts. She was on all sorts of TV shows and movies when we were younger. And now it's so funny. She was on my show and now we're good friends. Like that's my sister. I love her to pieces, but I really did look up to her, admire her because she was doing what I really thought I wanted to do until I was like, ah, maybe I want to do things just a little different. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a unique story from your mom. I might have to interview her, <laughs> but that is such an amazing story. And you know, the way she inspires you, I'm glad that you see qualities in her that you can add in, uh, into your own life and see, have the same values, and things like that. I think that is amazing. And so, you know, I'm glad that you had someone like her in your life. And let me say the reason that my grandfather had a third grade education is because he had to go work on the plantations. Wow. Yeah. So in Arkansas. So wow. Yeah. So we're not that far removed from that. <laughs> we're really not. We're really not. But yeah, change is coming. Yes. We're still getting there. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Azamaris, <laughs> who inspires you? I'm gonna keep the mom train rolling <laughs> and say mom, my mom is. What? We could. We would not be anything without them, honestly. Honestly, you know, my mom, she did a 180 career change at, I'm not going to say her age on here, but (laughs) 25, like she was saying. Um, And she, you know, she went from working like in um, child services and stuff like that um, to going back to school, getting her MDiv, getting, now she's at Duke, getting her doctorate. She went to Wake Forest and Duke, which you know, let her tell it that was out of the question when she was my age. So I think that was just super inspiring um, to know that, you know, whatever phase you're in in life, because like I struggle with a lot of anxiety regarding being late, like not getting to medical school on time, not, you know, 
finishing, not finishing before I'm 30 or just a bunch of crazy stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm 20. <laughs> I'm <the same>, <laughs> so um, she just let me see that, you know, it's, it's no time schedule. It's no timetable to when to get things done. Just get them done when, you know, God speaks to you and, and you feel that move. Um, and also same sentiment. She taught me, you know, how to be a wife cooking on Sunday and that kind of thing as well. So <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely my mom. Wow. I'm so glad that again, the moms, like we would be nothing without them. And, you know, I'm glad that she was able to be that person for you as well. And like set the example for us. My mom is probably the most selfless person that I know. She's been there for everyone and anything, like just being someone that they needed in time of need. And so I'm really blessed to have had her in my life. And, you know, fortunate to still have her in my life because like with our times currently people have had to say goodbye to their parents at way earlier stages than they should have and so yeah. you know one more round for the moms <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys so much for joining me and you know I like to do these things called rapid fire questions I didn't tell you guys about this uh but you may have heard of them if you listen to my other episodes but um I like to like bring it in at the end of my episodes just to give a little personality so uh, I'm gonna come with them on come up with them on the fly. So maybe maybe we can go in this order. Damaris can answer, then Dr. Renee can answer, just so it can be rapid fire. They're not usually because I go on ca- tangents as I do, but <laughs> we can just go on with it. So, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Um, I'll say Oreo. Mine is pink bubblegum, and it's only sold at Baskin Robbins. I've never heard of that. I'll have to try it. <laughs> um. A morning person or a night person? Both, unfortunately. <laughs> so night person. I go to sleep late and I wake up early. Night person. <laughs> um, um, let me think of another one. What is something that you cannot live without? Jesus. Oh. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have to say the same sentiment, especially going through med school. Oh my God, if it wasn't for the Lord, Jesus Christ. I'm not sure I'd be here today. <laughs> look, my mama couldn't even save me with that. No. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I look, I'm 800 miles away from home. So. <laughs> and last one, I will say, let's do, if you had a superpower, what would it be and why? You know what? I was just watching American Horror Stories. Um, I can't watch the <laughs> Season three, Coven. And like, they had... Okay, this season was like about witches and stuff like that and voodoo in Louisiana. So it was like really cool. But my, they had um one of the girls on there, she was like a human voodoo doll. And like, she could look at someone. Oh, I think I know what And like, about. yeah, whatever she did to herself yeah. would happen to that person. Didn't she like stick her hand in grease or something? Exactly. I thought it was oh cool. I was like, that's probably my power. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't watch American Horror Story, but I've seen a couple scenes. Yeah. But yeah, that's intense. <laughs> Wow. Um, I think I wish I could be, I could tell what people were thinking. Really? I would never want that just for the sole pur- purpose of like, I don't want to know what you think of what I'm wearing right now. Cause I know, <laughs> I, I don't need you to tell me to think the same thing, <laughs> but I've heard a couple people give that answer and it's valid. Um, for me, I've always wanted to fly. I'm not sure why, but a recent one I found is like being able to learn something really quickly. I think that is really helpful. Mm. Maybe it will help with med school if I decide to go that route. <laughs> 
but thank you guys so much for joining me again i want to thank save a girl save a world for their amazing outreach and the things that they do in, in the community again i'm just so blessed to have partnered with you guys and to do this special segment of a part one and part two with Dr. Renee and Damaris Manister. You guys have been amazing guests and I hope that my listeners enjoyed you as well. Uh, before I leave, why don't you guys share how my listeners can reach you? I'm Ask Dr. Renee on everything. A-S-K-D-R-R-E-N-E-E. My website is askdrrenee.info, but I am on everything. If you send me a message, I will respond. And um, so I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube, and um, yeah. And I'm on Instagram at Just Maris, J-S-T-M-A-R-I-S, and my organization, Local Girls in Medicine, is Local Girls in Med, M-O-C-H-A-G-I-R-L-S-N, the letter N, M-E-D. Wow. Thank you guys so much. Again, you guys can follow me on underscore Perfect Timing Podcast on Instagram, Perfect Timing Youth Podcast on Facebook, and you can go to my directory at EliteConversations.com. Go to host, find Sydney Channel Monet, and all my episodes are there. But you guys know the drill on that. <laughs> but thank you so much, Dr. Renee and Demers, again for joining me. This was an incredibly inspiring conversation. I'm so excited to see where life takes you both, and hopefully we can stay connected. Um, but thank you to my listeners, and this is Perfect Timing.